Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. The Bible teaches us what all of us who are born again believers ought to do. That is, keep our eyes on Jesus in order to successfully accomplish everything that he called us to be and do. By watching Jesus, we can see what we should be like and what we should act like. Jesus gives us clear and complete understanding about how a child of God is supposed to conduct themselves in life. Through watching Jesus, we can see how we Christians should and should not live this Christian life. That is, if we're going to represent him properly like we're all supposed to do. It's what we all should endeavor to do. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called being imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. The things that a naughty person does are destructive. I said, the thing that a naughty person does are destructive. Even when they're done by a Christian who's being naughty. Because it's the naughtiness, not the person. It's the naughtiness, not the person. That's why I got to put a pause button right here, and I got to clearly explain this right, right here. I'm going to. Praise God. I gotta, first got to pull up my stuff. Praise God. You know, like, wah, wah, wah. Partner. Yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> one of the people, one of the things that Christians have problems with, in fact, the world itself has problems with too, is anytime a person talks about a person's naughtiness, the things they do. Because Satan wants to conflate issues. He wants to mesh stuff together in such a way as when you speak about what the person does, they think you're talking about them. But see, we're not talking about them. We're talking about what you do. Because God can love you, but not love what you do. See, God loves the sinner, but he hates the sin. God loves the sinner, but he hates the sin. And so, because of that, he wants to get rid of the sin so that he can enjoy this person without the sin. Does that make sense? Hallelujah. He loves the person. Just like you might love a little baby that's coming to you. The little baby might come and be you. And you're like, oh, look at that little baby. Ooh, ooh. And that baby running to you and you hold your hands out. And then as you come, a funk hits you. And you know they done dropped something serious up in the back of that, of that diaper. And in fact, with every step, you start seeing a little brown ooze out of the bottom of the diaper and stuff like that. And they trying to get on your white pants. They trying to get on it. Come on now. And they like, you like, oh, no, no, baby. Ho, ho. You keep them at arm. Ho, ho. We got to do something with this. Yes, God. You don't throw the baby out. You just get the poop up off of them. So that we can go ahead and hold them and hug them and love them like we want to. Poop free. Is anybody hearing me up in here? And a lot of Christians is running around with a pooped life. Pooped actions. Poop stuff running every which way. And we're trying to run and get close. Hey, hey, let me use me. God says, excuse me. I love you. I want to use you. I want to bring you close and everything else like that too. But do you mind if we get to poop off of you first? Is anybody hearing me up in here? 
because we're trying to get the poop off that person, we don't despise that person. We love the person. We hate the poop. Is anybody hearing me up in here? And that's what God is doing. He's looking in lives and he's saying, look, let me show you the poop that's still on you. Let me show you the poop that's still with you. Let me see how you still pooping all over everything. So you can quit being worthless and be usable. Because God wants to raise up a church that he can use to do what he want to do. But he got a church that's living the opposite of everything that he says and everything he does too. That makes us worthless. In fact, it cost him. Why? Because he raised up a people that's supposed to show forth the glory of God and show forth all that God is. But they show in the opposite of that, although they his. So that people out there are actually believing that this is okay for Christians to do. Why? Because they've looked at you. And he said, come on, could you, let me just wash you. And get that poop off of you. Give you some new clothes. So that you can walk around looking like the king that you are. Poop free. But God loves the person. He don't like the poop that's on them. God loves the. Don't get mad at me while I teach real good. Y'all put your hand over your heart. Say, you ain't, I ain't going to get mad at him. I ain't going to get mad at him. In Jesus name. Praise God. God loves the liar. But he hates his lies. God hates the. the, the God loves the thief. But he hates the thievery. God loves the adulterer, but he hates the adultery. God loves the fornicator, but he hates the fornicator, the fornication. God loves the homosexual, but he hates the homosexuality. God loves the effeminate, but he hates the effeminate, in Come on now. God loves the one that's still, the person that's still in his tithes, but he hates the stealing of the tithe. Is anybody hearing me? It's all the, it's, it's, it's not the person, it's what they do. That's why God breaks this thing down to why you do what you do, so you can recognize why you're doing what you do, so you can get rid of that thought that's causing you to do what you do, get rid of that thing, replace it with the knowledge that comes from God, so you can know, wait a minute, this is how I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm supposed to conduct myself according to. So I can get the poop off myself. See, after you get a certain age, we shouldn't have to wash the poop off you. You're supposed to wash it off yourself with your big grown butt. Are you listening to me up there? When it was a child, it's funny, it's cute. It's like, (laughs) after a certain time, it's like, dang, Mike, you still pooping after all this time? Y'all getting mad at me. Y'all put your hand over your heart and everything. Said you wasn't going to get mad. <laughs> but, uh, naughty. Somebody say naughty. The thing that a naughty person does is destructive. Things that a naughty person does is wicked. The word wicked means twisted. It's twisted. I said it's twisted. The inference is it's change bent and or altered from the original correct form or intent. It's changed, bent, or altered from the original correct form or intent, which means when God made something, he made it the way he wanted it to be. When God designed something, he designed something with a specific intent in mind. But somewhere along the line, things got changed. They got warped. They got twisted. They got bent. To the point that now it doesn't work anymore like it's supposed to. You might have had a car door that closed and opened without a problem, but then somebody ran into it and dented it. And as a result of dent it, they bent it. 
And so now, it, when they go to open it, they open with a pop. Then somebody got to pull it real hard. Why is that? It was never designed to be that way. It was designed to be able to open easily and close easily. But it doesn't operate that because something happened that changed it. Same thing with God's people. Something happened that changed us from the original intent, the original form, the way we're supposed to be. But God wants to identify that thing, fix that thing, so that it can be just like dent-free. Are you listening to me up in here? Then everything can open and close like it's supposed to. Everything can operate the way it's designed to. So naughty people do things that are twisted, changed from their original and correct form or intent, even when the naughty person is a Christian. It also translates, oh, this is deep in a mug. I don't know if you can handle this. Can you handle the truth? That same word, which means naughty, which is naughty, also translates Belial. It translates Belial. Some of you like Belial. That's one of Satan's names. That's one of Satan's names. It translates Belial. It translates evil. Evil. And it translates ungodly. It translates ungodly, which means a Christian, although we know is not Belial, we do know that, don't we? Yeah, we, a Christian is not Belial. They ain't the devil, but he or she sure can't act like they are. Why? Because they are naughty. A Christian is not evil. We're good by nature. Praise God. But he or she can act like they are and do evil things. A Christian is not ungodly. We've been made godly. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But we or she sure can act like we are and we can do ungodly things. Christians can do ungodly things. And he's telling us exactly why it is like that. We go back to the verse. Praise God. Verse 12. It says, a naughty person, naughty, 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 is a wicked man. We already found out that's twisted. No longer in the shape that it was designed to be. Walketh with a froward mouth. Of course, since it walks with a forward mark, it's going to show you what's in his heart. Because the Bible says, As in the, out of the abundance of the heart does the mouth speak. So therefore, that word, that word forward right there means perverse. That word forward right there means perverse. Now, now once again, if anything that God hates, you better make sure you understand that. Anytime you find something in Scripture, the Bible says God hates. You want to do everything you can to understand that. Because you don't want to get nowhere near that. You don't want to be nowhere around that. You want to find out what it is and stay the heck away from it. Are you listening to me up in here? Well, the word perverse means, I'm going to give you multiple definitions. First one is wayward or contrary. Cantankerous. Wayward or contrary. Cantankerous. Now, cantankerous is a serious word right there, man. Wayward or contrary. What this is talking about is, you ever met about any person that no matter what you say, they got something different to say? If you say up, they say. If you say right, they say. Amen. If you say, if you say, oh, this is good, what do they say? Uh, oh, it's not that good. It's just bad. As long as they got something opposite to say or whatever you say. Whereas no matter what, what God say, they say something different. God say this ain't right. Oh, yes, it is. It's right. God said, it's not what you're supposed to do. Yes, it is. There's nothing wrong with that. What they say? The opposite of everything that it is to say. That's a wayward person. They're no longer on the correct path that God has in store for them. They're contrary to what he said. In fact, they're just cantankerous. (laughs) Second thing that that word perverse means is turned away from or rejecting what is right, good, or proper, wicked, or corrupt. 
They're turned away from or rejecting what is right, good, proper. They're wicked or corrupt. Now, the fact that they turned away from or rejecting, turned away from means that they did receive it before. But then they turned away from it. And now they reject it. For example, that's what happens with a lot of church kids, praise God. They're raised up in church to be able to live a life, a particular life. They're raised up in church to be able to conduct themselves a, a particular way in life. But then they get a certain age. They hit a certain age pocket. Y'all, some parents got to know what I'm talking about. They'll hit a certain age pocket from that point forward. They turn cantankerous. That no matter what you say, they got something different to say. No matter what they do, no matter what you say, they're going to do something different to you. That they're just going to be, you know, because they turn away from and reject all of the right that you showed them at one point in time. You, they turn away from, they, which means they know what's right, but they turn away from it. Why? Because they are no longer settled in the fact it's right. Because we send them to these schools, praise God, and then we send them around people, praise God, and they got all these people for friends, which don't live what they lived. Don't conduct themselves like they conducted themselves. And for whatever reason, I said for whatever reason, in order to stay friends with them people, they reject everything that they was about to. They will reject their family. They'll reject their church. They'll reject all the people that they used to hang with in church. Why? So they could be around these folk that that, that, that is the opposite of what they're about or don't get involved in what they're about. Turn away from everything. It happens. And Christians do too. Because God will share with them what he thinks about a matter, what he says about a matter, and how he wants them to conduct themselves in the midst of that matter. But then they might have done it for a minute or two, but they eventually turn away from it and reject it. I don't want to do that no more. I don't want to live like that no more. I don't want to go to church. I don't want to read my Bible. I don't want to study the word. I don't want to go to no fellowship. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to. And you can't make me. Because I'm grown now. And I can do what I want to do. Grown don't equate to stupid. Are you listening to me up in here? Hallelujah. Grown mean that you're supposed to you hit an age now that you will carry out what you were taught and trained on your own. Not change everything. Are you listening to me up in here? Because you was taught success in life. You was taught how to be successful in life. You was taught how to be able to have a life and have it more abundantly. But then you turn away from that the same way the youngest of the prodigal sons say. And say, give me my stuff. I'm going to go do what I want to do. Ooh, don't do that. But folk do that. Christians do that. Because they reject what is right. Reject what's good. Reject. I don't, I, I don't, I'm not in agreement with all that. The word perverse also means, I said also, which means this too. Also, as in this too, meaning don't take one and leave off the other. All of these form what this word perverse means. The third one is willfully determined or disposed to go counter to what is expected or desired. Contrary. It's willfully determined or disposed to counter to uh, go counter to what is expected or desired. Key word for this is willfully determined, Will, which means they purposing to do something different. You tell them what you want them to do, and they still do the opposite of what they said do. But they ain't doing it because they don't know now. They doing it because they do now now. Because you got some folk that just because you say something, they're going to do the opposite. Hallelujah. Some of us, when we would find out we was doing something wrong, that excited us even more. And we would willfully go and do some more. 
Amen. I use my wife, for example. She ain't here, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. Praise God, for example. Before I got boned again, I was not a person that you wanted to be around. I was not a person you wanted your daughters around. I was not a person that you wanted to employ. I was not a person that you didn't want to be because I couldn't be your boy. I was too hard-headed. I was too arrogant. I was too rowdy. I was too crazy. Praise God. And you shouldn't have wanted to have nothing to do with me. When I was on the job, I was had to be one of, if not the worst employee that existed. You said, well, why did they fire you? Because I was also a good thug. Praise God. Hallelujah. And they chose because of my thuggery to not set me free. Are you listening to me up in here? It's a bad thing. It's not a good confession, but it was I wasn't saved. Praise God. I tell you, I tell you, I might as well tell you. Y'all there looking at me like that. Praise God. I might as well tell you. Praise God. I was working on a job one day and the supervisor, I was a horrible employee. Praise God. Because I basically was illegal. So I was just doing it in order to stay look legal, you know, for IRS purposes. Praise God. So I could explain all this money I got. Praise God. You know, anyway, I, I, I was working a job. And, 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 and the boss called me in. He had taken some more supervisor classes, and so he had learned a new way to supervise. So he called me in and stuff, and he told me, he said, he said, what would you do if you were the employee and if you was the employer and I was the employee and I acted like you? What would you do? I said, I would have fired me a long time ago, man. And he kind of like leaned up thinking that he had a way out. I said, but excuse me, before you get ready to make your decision, you ain't me. And I ain't you. Don't forget this, my man. You got a world and I got a world. I said, your world is this little place that we live in, that we're we in right here, this little office here. This your world. You call all the shots up in here, and I got to submit to whatever you say. But once you leave this building, and until you get inside your door at your house, you in my world. And you make it difficult for me in your world, I'm going to make it difficult you in mine. You don't know what day I'm going to get you but I'm going to get you. You don't know what day I'm going to grab you, but I'm going to grab you. And you're going to wish you made it easy for me in your world. Now, do you want to go on with your conversation? He's like, well, yeah, go back to your desk. I said, I, would, I thought so. He, but before that happened, I, he, said, I, he said, are you threatening me? I said, no, sir, I'm promising you. I will hurt you. And he said, well, go back to your desk. <laughs> Praise God. And I went back to my desk and kept doing what I did. I wasn't saved. Don't look at me like that. Praise God. God saved me from all of that. Praise God. I'm a nice individual now. Praise God. Hallelujah. I don't threaten people no more and bust up folk no more. I don't do none of that no more. Hallelujah. I love everybody. Praise God. Now, that's God. Trust me, it was God that caused me to love everybody. Anyway, my point is, is that, but whenever he would hire somebody, he would tell them immediately, don't go nowhere near that guy. Stay away from that guy. Don't do anything you see him do. Don't do it. Stay away from him as far away as possible. That's what he would tell people. In fact, he told this one guy one time, prayers God, talking about this willful disobedience when you, of what you know you're not supposed to do. He told this one guy one time in the office. I was watching him because they had the glass offices. And he was talking about, because he was going to hire the guy, he was telling him about me. Because I saw the guy turn around and look at me, and both of them like look back at me. So he could identify which one he's talking about. Stay away from, praise God. And the guy said, okay. And he got up out of the office and shook his hand and shook his hand. Guy walked straight back to the back, and he said, who is Rodney Pearson? And I said, it's me, man. Why? He said, man, because I want to hang with you. He said, because you must be where the party is. He said, because they telling me to stay as far away from you as possible. So come on, man. I'm hanging with you from now on and stuff. That's, that's sad, because he was willfully disobedient. So was my wife. Because that's where I met my wife, was at work. Praise God, I met her there. 
And, and when he hired her, he told her point blank, stay as far away from Rodney Pearson as you possibly can. He will ruin your life. He will destroy your life. Don't talk to him. And I, I remember he called her in the office after we started kicking it and stuff like that and, and reprimanded her and told her, I told you, stop, don't talk to him. And who do you go talk to? You go, honey, he going to destroy your life. He called up her, 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 the, the, the person who sent her there, you know, and told her, would you tell this person, stay away from the people I say stay away from? She's going to ruin her life. I'm trying to help her. And then when he found out she married me, he was like, oh, no, oh, no. You married that fool. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, see, we're laughing about that. She was willfully disobedient because she saw something she liked. She saw what she saw to be a good time. And she ignored his counsel and found out after she married me, he was right in a mug. Because I started destroying her life too. That's how I thought. (laughs) Thank God for the Salvation, though. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because it worked out for her in the long run, but it ain't going to necessarily work out for you if you don't do what God said do. Are you listening to me up in here? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. Hope that you're seeing that one of the many things that God wants us to do is to be imitators of Him in all that we do. I hope that you're not only seeing that that's what He wants us to do, but that we do what we need to do to become the imitators of Him like He wants us to do. We should learn how to and do what we learn to do to become more like the God who loves and who saved me and you. That's what I'm going to do. I hope you do the same thing too. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation services available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We also invite all the young adults in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Young Adult Fellowship this evening. It's called GAA. That's short for Generation Anointed and a Fire. GAA is a young adult ministry with a different flavor for a different generation. It's a ministry for young adults, ages 18 through 30-ish, who come together to celebrate the awesomeness of being young, brilliant, beautiful, born again, and fired up for Christ. The fellowship starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until they go home. AGW hanging. Child care is provided at no charge. And VIP transportation service is available for this too. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be so glad you did. It's just good to find some other young saints in San Antonio who are also walking this thing out God's way. 
whoever thought to being young and saved is boring must not know G-Dub. And don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. There's no substitute for being in church, fellowshipping with other believers and worshiping God in the house of God. I believe every born-again believer should say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you been a blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter or email to us, sharing with us that you're being blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, I want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you been so kind to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we want to say to all of you from the bottom of our heart, thank you. You blessed us in ways that we never asked or expected you to do. The Bible says, though, that God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. Well, since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to all of us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, and even sending financial support to us, we know that God's not going to be mocked concerning you. God's going to do for each and every one of you exactly what he said in this word that he would do. That is, he's going to make sure you reap what you sow. So, we thank God in advance for all the blessings that we know are coming your way because of your being the blessing that you've been to each and every one of us in each and every way. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God called us to do, that is be a blessing to a blessed people like you. So once again, thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week.